1: This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Awaken to the divine within. You're listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org.
0: move through blocks, and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Well, welcome, everybody. Yes, this is Vincent Jenna coming to you live, sadly to say, for the last time on Unity Online Radio. I'm sure you have been hearing the rumors or directly, and if you've been listening to any of the shows here and host that the program the network is ceasing to exist as of tomorrow tomorrow will be the last day the 14th i'm actually not sure if they're doing shows tomorrow uh, but i do know that tomorrow is the last day and so this is my last show coming to you live now that's coming to you live yes there's always an advantage coming live you can listen but for the most part people wind up downloading you download everything podcasts are so popular now it's so popular amongst the younger generation of course the older generation always likes the the way things were right um they hate change or do they Yeah, we're going to be talking about that today in my last show because it's really important to understand something about change. So, yeah, so the older generation, it was so funny. This weekend I was at an expo, the Cincinnati Victory of Light Body, Mind, Spirit Expo, which was amazing. This is like 5,000 people attended on Saturday and 4,000 on Sunday. It was just fabulous. I was their guest featured speaker each day. And um, I was offering, you know, I was I had my audios with me. And the funny thing is that I would have to say that those who appeared to be about 35 years old and younger were requesting my digital audios. And those who were about 35 years and older wanted the actual hard copy CD version which I thought was really interesting. They still have CD players. Of course they do. You have all the CDs. And, and what the younger generation don't understand, they laugh and they say, oh, you older people, you can't adjust. No, I, all those people had iPhones, updated iPhones. It had nothing to do with that. It has to do with the fact that I'm 67 years old, And I have accumulated so many CDs, okay, that it would cost me a fortune. I would have another mortgage if I was to transfer and purchase, first of all, purchase the digital version of that song or transfer it over into a digital version, I know, I hear you going, Vincent, you don't have to do that. All you have to do is sign up for Spotify or Apple Music or any of them, and you can play any song that you want. Yes, you're absolutely right. However... now I do that actually I only do the digital I haven't played a hard copy CD in forever so I understand that but but people have that and they look at that and they say I don't want to be bothered getting another app or paying another service we pay for all the television services we pay for radio services otherwise we have to listen to live radio other than Unity Online Radio and that's going away and and again, now, the interesting thing is just so that, you know, my uh, my wife's expert background is she is a uh, vice president of a company that is a music research company. And they work with many of the radio stations around the world. They're international. I Heart radio, many of them, many of the broadcasting stations. And I'm telling you now, based on the research that they have been doing, live radio has been declining. Declining rapidly. People don't want to be listening to live radio. They have maybe Sirius XM, but they listen to Apple Music. They're not necessarily into the talk anymore. That was the reason why live radio was so successful is because in between there were commercials, they would talk, they're tired of the commercials. They're tired of the talking. So live radio and their prediction is that live radio and broadcasting will be gone unless it's just a talk show. Then you would tune into just that talk show. But now even the talk shows are actually going down in popularity because there's podcasts, I don't have to listen to you live at 7.30 in the morning. I can download a podcast anytime I want and carry it on my device and listen to it anywhere, not just while I'm driving. I could be in the bathroom listening to it. I could be getting ready for an event or just before I go to bed listening to a podcast. It seems to be easier for people. It's the way the world is going right now. So I'm not surprised that Unity Online Radio is going down is ceasing to exist it takes a lot of money to support programming and networking so yeah don't be sad because everybody here in some way somehow is going to be continuing and i know several of the hosts here um and myself included be looking for me at mindbodyspirit.fm mindbodyspirit.fm is where my podcast is going and now yes i am changing the name of the podcast it's time it's time we're going to talk about change today but it's time for me to change the name you've heard stop stopping yourself enough so the new name but it's going to be the same format i'm going to be talking about important things to help you unblock I'm going to be talking a lot about the material that is in my book, The Secret That's Holding You Back. So the name of the new show is called The Jenna Effect. The Jenna Effect. Because a lot of the messages that I have and the concepts, psychological concepts, metaphysical concepts, spiritual concepts that I share transforms lives. So I now even title myself but besides you know that i'm a psychic therapist and medium and spiritual teacher but i'm a catalyst for life transformation i'm a catalyst that's what i'd like to believe i am and what i help to do catalyst help you to get to transform your life the way you want it to be become unstoppable what's holding you back that's the tagline for my book the secret that's holding you back it tells you what's holding you back what's stopping you the psychological anomalies that are going on. Remember, you can still get it at Amazon.com. Go please and get it now. Pre-order it. It comes out June twenty-first. But if you pre-order it now, I know you're tired of hearing me say this. If you pre-order it now, it ups its ranking. And the new book industry is unbelievable when it comes to that. And the New York Times best selling list and and all other book publishing companies all over the world and distributors of books. They look at Amazon now because Amazon is, is such an entity in the world that it looks at its book rankings. Oh, okay. This book is doing really well here. I want to purchase some from my store and sell it at my store. So it is a great help. Of course, you can go to target.com and, and the Barnes and Noble.com. It will be in all the bookstores. It's being distributed by the largest distribution company in the world, which is great. I'm thrilled about that. It'll be over in the UK, too. So any of you who are listening to me over in the UK or Canada or England, all of England and Europe, um, yes, my book will be there, too. My publisher has distributing, uh, (laughs) distributing, distributing rights. Uh, in the uk so i'm thrilled about that as well overseas so it'll be there it'll be there and so yes things seem to be changing don't they and um today's episode i wanted to talk about is change and are people really really afraid of change don't you hear that all the time people hate change they hate change they hate changing do they really hate change do they really hate changing Do they really hate going from 14 to 15 years old? Well, I know my grandson has certainly looked forward to that. He gets his driver's license. He's going for his permit now. He's taking driver's ed. You know, and then the little ones want to catch up. Well, maybe the older people, maybe the 80-year-olds are not looking forward to going from 80 to 81 because then all of a sudden some things happen with your body, the physical body. So they don't want that kind of change. But let me tell you something. Look at your life today. You're telling me you want to keep it exactly the way it is today. Right now, as of this moment, you are so happy. You are so evolved. You are so creating everything you absolutely want that you don't want any change whatsoever. Mm, No, I don't think so. And even if you are happy, even if you are fantastic, it even says, states it in the Bible, in all spiritual books that were created and written, that you can want more. Want more. Well, actually, I'll correct myself. It probably, um, yeah, you know, Buddha doesn't say that you should want more. Desire leads to suffering, is what Buddha says. But Jesus said it's okay to want more. Why wouldn't you want more of something that was wonderful and beautiful? I wouldn't want more of what was devastating. I don't want more of what's going on in life today. I want more of what I'm creating in my life, happiness and joy and uh, uh, abundance. So the, the misnomer that people hate change is wrong. It's incorrect. People want change. How do I change? How do I change? How do I make my life better? That's the phone calls I get every day. All my clients, all my readings. How do I make that change? This weekend when I was doing the events and I was telling them all the issues that we are creating for ourselves, how do I fix that? That's a change. We have to change and and we have to change our beliefs and new thought. Philosophy, it's all about a new belief, a new thought, a new belief creates a new life because that's how the law of attraction and manifesting works. A new life, new thought, new belief, a new belief. So it's not change. It's not change. We we get into the habit of labeling these things and calling these things. We get used to it. We've, we've heard that so many times. Oh, people hate change. At that, a matter of fact, when you hear speakers, other speakers, you won't hear me saying it, obviously, but you hear other speakers talking about, well, I know I know, change is difficult. Change is difficult. That's the other word. They don't always use hate. That's a very strong word, but I come from New York. I'm Italian and arrogant, so I'll use the hardest word, hate. Right? They'll say difficult. It's difficult for people to change. And again, I'll say, no, it's not. It's not. We change every day. Every day our body is changing. Every day our appearance is changing. Every day our thoughts are changing. Our mind is changing. Our feelings are changing. Moment to moment, you are changing. So we don't and can't fear, hate, or feel uncomfortable with change. There is something else that we do feel uncomfortable with. We look forward to change. I'm going to turn it around. We look forward to change. Well, we look forward to change as long as you don't believe in that cliche saying, waiting for the other shoe to drop. Waiting for the other shoe to drop. That's the idea that goodness is going on in your life right now. But is that going to last? Is that going to last? So think about this for a moment. When people look like, look at life like that, look at their own lives like that. Well, I'm happy. This is a really good relationship. But what happens if it changes? What happens if it gets worse? What happens if he no longer loves me? What happens if the job is no longer there? Right? We look at all of these, we develop and have all of these fears that our goodness that we're receiving, the abundance that we're receiving, we're going to lose somehow. It's going to be taken away from us somehow. The other shoe is going to drop somehow. That's what that all means. And that's where the fear of change comes from God. i don't want to change the goodness that i am receiving now yeah i may want more of it but i don't want to change and lose any of what i already have that's good i don't want to change that i don't want to lose that so the change has nothing to do with change itself change can happen in many different ways. It has to do with the particular type of change that you don't want. You don't want loss. You don't want to lose anything that's been good. That's a little different than being uncomfortable with change. We change our clothes every day. We we change everywhere we change our hairstyles all the time we change our styles of what we wear most people do anyway we even change our homes we change our cars so see anytime that it's for something good we don't mind the change do we no we don't mind the change at all it's not uncomfortable a matter of fact it feels great we can't wait we're so excited We look forward to vacations to change our daily routine. Oh, I don't have to work this week. Oh, I can't wait. We're going to Disney World. We're going to Ireland. Well, my wife and I are going to South Africa at the end of May. Oh, my gosh. I am. We are thrilled. We are changing completely our lifestyle to go to South Africa for two weeks, going on safaris and everything. So looking forward to it. I'm going to relive live Lion King. So it's not change that we fear. And when we fear loss, okay, when we fear that we're no longer going to have happiness, we're no longer going to have good health or abundance in anything when we fear that it's not that that we fear either it's not lost that we fear (laughs) those are all outcome result type ideas and concepts and words but it's not what we actually fear we don't fear loss you don't think about loss unless you're thinking about something else and that you believe something else. I know it's, it, it, it seems so reasonable that we do fear loss. I mean, the loss of a loved one. You know, sometimes we do see things changing in our life. There is evidence. Usually we begin to fear something and we fear loss when we've seen or experienced it in some way or seen it around us in some way. You know, all our friends and family members. Oh, my gosh. Well, what, what happened with the pandemic? Right. People were getting sick. Oh, my gosh. I feel losing my health and I'm going to get sick. I don't want that kind of change. Everything is going well. I've been feeling really strong. I don't need to end up in the hospital. Right. We're looking around us. The one thing we don't fear is the unknown. We don't fear the unknown. See, a lot of these things that we say we're uncomfortable with change, change is difficult for most people. We fear loss. We fear the unknown. Those type of ideas that get set into us and socialized into us, they mislead us and misguide us. Because then we use those as oh yeah, see, I'm feeling you know what I'm feeling. I see what I'm feeling. I'm fearing the unknown right now. No, you're not. Those are no such a thing. There is no such a thing as the fear of the unknown. And so how do you fear something is going to happen to you if you don't know about something being able to happen to you? say that again. How would you fear something happening to you bad if you don't know what is capable of happening to you that is bad? So a toddler who's first learning how to walk, and I've, I've given this example before, his first learning how to walk goes walking right out into the middle of the street. Why? Because his fears or her fears haven't been developed yet. So what fear would you have to instill in that child to keep the child from walking in the middle of the street? What would you have to put in there? That child has no idea what to be afraid of, which is why the child will walk in the middle of the street. You have to instill the fear that the child could get hit by a car or a truck. So then it's no longer the fear of the unknown. It's the fear of the known of what could happen. The known of what could happen. So evidence needs to be in place first. There needs to be evidence. There needs to be something around you that lets you know why you could or should be afraid of something and it's like all the superstitions walking under a ladder um, don't let a black cat walk in front of you. Um, why? Oh here's one and I'll give you the evidence of this if you if you're not aware of it. three people should not light a match at the same time. Now, why would those fears happen? Obviously, because there was evidence of something happening to somebody else that you heard that walked under a ladder and something fell on his head. Now they'll hold, oh, it was the walking under the ladder that did that. You know, rather than the person is not paying attention and didn't look up and see a painter on that ladder. I wouldn't walk under a ladder with the painter. I wouldn't walk any nearby, whether it's under the ladder or, or behind the ladder. It could fall down, something could drop, whatever. Or I get paint splattered on, splattered on me. Right? And the same thing with the black cat. Something had to happen with somebody. The three matches is actually goes back to, I forgot, I believe it's World War One. You see... When the soldiers were in the trenches and when they were out in the field in the middle of the battling zone, right, nowadays they don't even light one cigarette. You light a cigarette, if three men lit a cigarette, it gave enough light for the enemy to, to aim at the soldiers there and would see that there were soldiers there, then they would be able to shoot at them, bomb them, kill them in some way because of the light from the three flames, it could even be two. I, I I don't remember exactly, but I do remember that it's become bad luck. You don't do it. Nobody else does it. Well, it doesn't happen in modern world, but that was a thing. Oh, you like three matches and you're going to get shot. Well, what a stupid, stupid superstition to carry through. It was reasonable during the war. It's not reasonable when you're walking down a city street or your country road. And you got three friends lighting a match. Now, what is bad is lighting a match to light a cigarette because that'll kill you anyway, cancer. And that's not bad luck. That's just stupid choices. So, So again, we form these ideas and these fears primarily because of some kind of evidence that we have about what could happen that would be negative. So any fear of change is because maybe sometime you changed something before and it didn't work out well. Well, it had nothing to do with the change. Then don't blame change. Take responsibility for the choice you made. It's a choice. And every choice happens as a result. Cause and effect. That's a law of physics. For every action, there is a reaction. So if you make a choice, whatever the choice is, is going to have some kind of effect. It has nothing to do with the fact that you're unlucky. It has to do with your choice. It has nothing to do with the fact that you made a change. Oh, I went from something comfortable and I thought I was doing something good and it was worse. See, change is bad. No, it's not like that, that. Meme, The graphic I saw on Facebook one day on a church sign, I absolutely loved it. Yes, everything happens for a reason. And sometimes the reason is you make shitty choices. I, I love that one. Everything happens for a reason, and sometimes the reason is you make shitty choices. So it has nothing to do with change. And it has nothing to do with fear of loss, what it has to do with or what it has to do with where I'm going to hold on to that uh, for the other side of the commercial. We're up to the commercial break already, and we're going to talk about what you really do fear, what you are uncomfortable with. And it is not change and it is not loss. Because you can't fear something, you can't fear anything unless you have some kind of evidence that something negative has happened. That's where fear comes from. And all those negative things happen when you're disconnected from the source. So stay with me here. This is the last show of the Stop Stopping Yourself show on Unity Online Radio. I'm your host, Vincent Jenna. So come back with me. Don't go away. We're going to talk about what you really do fear. Hang in there with me. Thanks a lot for joining me today.
1: Welcome here. You're listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org, the voice of an awakening world.
0: Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Yes, welcome back. And thank you for joining me. And if you're just joining me now, we're talking about change because Unity Online Radio Network is ending and it's a change for everybody. And we always hear that concept and belief that change is uncomfortable, that people don't like change. People hate change. It's difficult for people to change. And I'm just talking about how that is all nonsense. People change every single day of their lives. They're very used to change. But it's the type of change, and it has nothing then to do with change that people are uncomfortable with. And um, while we're talking about that, I'm actually very excited, not about the network ending, but the opportunity that is coming from this. When you begin to trust the universe and you do the work that you're meant to do, you look forward to change because you know something exciting is about ready to happen when something is ending or changing. And it is for us, for all of us here. There's so many people from this show, this network that is going to be tra- are going to be transferring over, doing podcasts now, to MindBodySpirit.fm. Write that down, MindBodySpirit.fm. It is a fabulous platform. And our illustrious director, Diane Ray, is, has, has created that with a partner. So that way we can gather. You have one place to go, just like you came here to Unity and you downloaded the podcast and maybe you didn't listen to us live. Not everybody listened to us live. We had thousands of listeners and it wasn't all live. They downloaded the podcast. That's the way the world is going now, online, downloading to your iPhone, to your desktop, to your iPad, whatever And you can carry it with you. For goodness sakes, you can even listen to a podcast on your Apple Watch. Holy cow, it's Dick Tracy World. Just hold that Apple Watch up and you got it. You can listen to a podcast there as well. So, And we're on all platforms, um, Apple, Spotify, all of them. Whatever the the famous ones are, you'll see us there. Mindbodyspirit.fm. And my show is going to be called The Jenna Effect. The Jenna effect, become unstoppable, what's holding you back. So it's going to have a lot of the same messages. And There's nothing about me that I change when I'm speaking, no matter where I'm speaking, no matter what I call my show. It will still include about stopping yourself and the anomalies and psychological anomalies that go on. That's just like my book, The Secret That's Holding You Back. So, so um, don't be afraid of that change. I'm very excited that it's going to be there. Um, And here's how we make it live that maybe some of the hosts are not explaining to you. Most of us all have Facebook pages and we have emails. And I know for me, you can ask me any question that you would like me to talk about on the show. You're going to send it to me and I will I will direct a show and an answer towards that question. Then you listen to the podcast And you have your question answered, so you won't have to just call on the radio. And I know some people do. Like, I have a caller right now, which is fabulous, my last day. And I have a caller, and I'd like to take that caller right now before I go on. So, caller, you're on the air. Jack, how are you? Jack from San Diego. Thank you for calling in today.
1: Vincent, so very nice to talk with you again. I'm uh, happy for your future there. It looks good. I will miss uh, talking to you live, though it sounds like you'll just be on a podcast then, right?
0: Yes, that's correct. But you can write to me.
1: I, I hear you. Um, no, you've been a big inspiration for me. I love your approach. Uh, I trust you. Not all uh, mediums, spiritual people I I can see that uh, connection with, although there, there are others, but you're a great guy. I was hoping, uh, if possible, not to impose on you, but... Been having uh, my son's been really distant the past few weeks, and most able to give me any insight into that, both for myself and his mother. Uh, he's 25 years old. He's taking his sabbatical from work for four months. He works in the tech industry. He's got a lot of pressure, but uh, I just want to make sure he's healthy or, or happier, or if he's going through some weird things. I, could you help me with that, or?
0: Sure. I'd be happy to help you with that, Jack. Um, I unfortunately can't dive too deep into what's going on with him because he's not the one calling in and giving me permission to connect with his soul, but through you, I can I can pick up at least his energy. And I can I can share this. There is much that's going on in his life. He's very left brained, first of all, and unfortunately his career forces him in his left brain. He absolutely needs to do some right brain creative stuff to pull him into the area where his emotions lie. So he can deal with them because that's what's going off. He's looking at his life right now and he's looking at lack lack is what I feel and, and not necessarily loss as much as what he feels is lacking from his life. Um, I don't necessarily feel he's completely fulfilled. Um, I definitely feel there's been some emotional things that he has been dealing with. Even when he was younger, um, wasn't there some indication, Jack, that your son was uh, emotionally different in some way? Um, that that maybe you and your wife talked about. And uh, it could have been in the form of worry. It could have been in the form of concern. But it was more of long lines of, boy, he definitely seems like a different boy. Wasn't that some of what you guys talked about when he was growing up?
1: There was a point where he had kind of a tick where he'd move his head. And, you know, kids were all on computers. From, him from an early age. So I didn't know if it was something in his brain. Uh, Nothing came of it. Uh, I think he's been pretty balanced. I, I don't think he had any uh, aberration in his, in his emotion. I, he's been a pretty balanced individual his, his whole life. I, I don't think he had a lot of problems in that sense. Not that I was aware of when he was young.
0: That's but, interesting. Uh, Not that you were aware of. What would make you feel that he was balanced emotionally? I'm curious.
1: I don't know. He had a lot of friends. He was smart. He was happy. Uh, he wasn't self-destructive. Uh, of, of course, in his teenage years in high school, he, he you know, he'd get drunk and, and do stupid stuff. And you know, I guess that's normal. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess that's something maybe that he was, uh, you know, something repressed in him that he was acting out there. Uh, maybe that's it. You know. But uh, But those those are the years.
0: Yeah, I'm not talking about more of his young adult years. It definitely would be more in his youth. So he would be the one that would be with those that group of friends and maybe get drunk, maybe do some light drugs, even
1: possibly. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of worried that. I mean, I don't know if you could tell. I don't think he's in the drugs, but I mean, I my his myself and his mom are afraid that maybe. He did get involved, you know, I, he's just really closed off and he's really open before. I don't know if he's just purposefully trying to close himself off so he can, you know, kind of come out a new person. But
0: uh, no, that's, not how, really that's not how they do it. Yeah. We're not Caterpillars. Um, uh, yeah. Caterpillars close themselves off and we use Caterpillars as a metaphor for us turning into butterflies, but that's not what he's doing right now. He's isolating himself because he's hiding his feelings. Um, and that's more of my concern because he's obviously he was doing a really good job. Um, that's weird because, because you wanted to wear. And children, that's why they do get in trouble. Um, and I don't mean trouble with the law or something like that. I get They get in trouble emotionally because they are capable of fooling everybody. And, um, but, but I had teenage children and my teenage children didn't get drunk all the time. They may have been at one party. Um, I didn't have to worry about that at all because I knew how stable they were. So I'm hearing both concern and then not concern. It's like, okay, he grew out of it type of idea, but I don't believe he did. I kind of am feeling that he's Suppressing a lot of emotions that he needs to get out something's going on on the inside that he is not capable of sharing so the best advice would be for both your wife and you to really truly believe in him and affirm for him yourselves in your own minds and your own prayers what you would want him to affirm and believe about himself that he's stable that he's secure that he's happy that he's talented and gifted. Um, I'm just feeling that what's happened is he's gotten into a field that has brought to the surface his dissatisfaction with his life and dream, and so like he made the wrong show. Yeah, maybe a good starting point is sitting down and just having a regular conversation with him. What's his name, by the way, if you don't mind uh, his, sharing? His that. name is Vaughn, V a u g h n,
1: Vaughn. Vaughn. Vaughn.
0: Okay, hey Vaughn. Hey, um, that's cool that you you know you're taking a your sabbatical from work and great. Oh my gosh, what a great idea because it could be so stressful. So what what do you think you're going to be um, you know like thinking? Are you thinking kind of like uh, what you'd like to continue doing or uh, what you know what were your your thoughts on that? Try to get into a very lighthearted conversation about what he's thinking about, not well why. Why are you taking off? What's the matter? What's wrong? Um, You know, as soon as you get into that negative um, talk, then he feels broken and you don't want him to believe that you guys believe something's wrong with him. That only feeds into their, well, what's mom and dad don't believe in me. What's matter rather than supporting him and whatever choices he makes, it's, you know, he's not, saying, I'm quitting my job, shaving my head, I'm selling flowers in the airport, um, and I'm moving to Istanbul. You know, he's not going that far. So you've got to then promote the idea of, hey, the guy is doing some self-care work here. What a great self-care step to make maybe he's admitting that i need some time off so dive into that a bit about what you've been thinking about you know for that that sounds like a you know you really gave this some thought and that sounds great don't make him feel he's making a mistake no
1: i i I think we've been down that road and and we were very he's always been very open to us especially me he has a little different dynamic with his mother a little more headbutting, but he's been very open with me, and he hasn't – I live in San Diego. He lives in San Francisco. He hasn't come down. He's been off work now for several weeks, and there's no reason why he couldn't have come down for a visit. I don't know if he's, like, hiding something. It's just really weird that uh, he's so closed off. He's never been like that. He's, I know, he'll be and how old is he? He'll, he's 25. He'll be 26 next month.
0: Yeah, and, that's, still, uh, that's still very young – and, and Jack, when our kids grow up and it, and we're so used to it, it's so funny. All right, people, you are adding to my talk about change so perfectly. And mm-hmm. um, I'm going to continue. I'm going to put you on hold, but I'm going to continue with this. Just listen to what my advice is, okay? And, and well, we'll continue this conversation. But thank you very much for calling in, Okay
1: god bless you my friend you're you're, all right uh, thank thank you great inspiration to me i I appreciate you
0: oh absolutely and i appreciate you appreciating that reflects on you thank you all right here's what's great about what jack just said and talking about change okay here he was, here he and his wife, very comfortable with their son, appearing like it was he was going through normal growth, normal behavioral patterns. Yes, it is normal for kids to, you know, go off to the party. They want to impress their friends, they get drunk with them, they want to experience that. It is very normal, and they've had a great relationship, as Jack has said, right? Vaughn has been sounding very normal, and then all of a sudden, change. He changed. I I don't like that. I don't like that he changed because we we don't have the same relationship now. He's been off. He's taking time off. And now, but here's the thing. Okay. It is not change again that Jack and his wife are concerned with. It's why he's changing that they're concerned with. Is something wrong. Is Jack going through a hard time? Is he trying to... Did you hear the negatives? Thank you, Jack, for being open and honest. You shared absolutely normal feelings. That's why I'm talking about them. They're they're concerned. I didn't hear... Them turn around and say, oh, well, what a great idea. The guy's taking off and we have no idea what he's doing, but it's got to be something fantastic. I can't wait to hear what he's coming out with. You know, maybe he they Jack expressed something like that in the idea of, oh, a new person's going to come out. Kind of like why I was reflecting a caterpillar and butterfly idea. But that's not their major concern. So why do we fear change? We fear change because we don't trust ourselves. We don't believe in ourselves. What's wrong now? What's wrong with my relationship with my son? Why isn't he calling? What's the matter? Is there something wrong with us? Did we do something wrong? Now, Jack didn't bring that up, but I'll bring that up. That's a normal parental fear. Is there something wrong with him? It's always for the negative. Why? Because in the past, life has shown us negative things. You know, when all of a sudden you hear children closing off, that could be negative. Could that be a warning to something? Is there an emotional issue or problem going on? Of course, there could be that because you've heard that with others. So it's not even the unknown that they're concerned with. It's what they've heard that they're concerned with could that be applying to jack i will tell you this jack is still young he's 25 years old he's 25 years old he's in a head career it's a great career it's wonderful it's great but it's still not jack it's not all he's doing self-discovery and he's come to a point of not wanting to share that i can't get in there too much other than i know that there's emotional things going on and an unsteadiness Could have been a relationship that he didn't tell you about. Parents always become concerned the minute they close themselves off, their children close themselves off, but in that reality, they're meant to. He's growing up, he doesn't need to share everything with you, Jack. I didn't put you on hold, so I didn't hear you yelling at me at that one. But that's the point. The relationships do change. And here, as people, we have to trust. What do we have to trust? We have to trust ourselves. We have to trust life. We have to trust the universe. What is faith if it isn't to instill trust? Faith is belief. What does belief do for us? Manifests our lives. It it creates a security. It creates a trust. Rebuild your trust. That's my advice to everybody who has fear. Trust and believe in Feed the positive. Feed into the positive. But right now, there is spiritual and emotional anarchy going on in the world because of all the craziness. So, yes, out of the clear blue, people can make changes. And they don't give an indication. I wish I could go in deeper to him to actually see what's going on within him. Unfortunately, I can't because, like I said, he hasn't given me permission. But still, no matter what it is, we have to trust the universe. We have to trust that the, that it has nothing to do with change, but what he's doing and the way he's responding right now is going to be okay. We're not waiting for the other shoe to drop. There hasn't been evidence in Jack's life in the past, in Vaughn's life, I'm sorry, in, in the past that he's a troubled kid. They didn't bring that up. That's why I asked about his youth. I did. do, do feel, though, from the very beginning, that this was an emotional guy, a little different than his friends. And and he does butt head with his mom. He's going to have, Uh, back what Jack said, man, did I butt head with my mom. We were too much alike. And I wanted my own ideas and independence. And sometimes parents instill certain understandings in their children that put pressure on their children, like this concept of communicating all the time. When you when you give your children enough love, they're allowed to be themselves. And if they do make changes, I try to explain this to my wife all the time, just because our son doesn't necessarily inform us of every single thing has nothing to do with us. He knows damn well how much we love him and. We know how much he loves us, but they're so caught up in their world. They're a millennial. We hear about that. They get caught up in their own family because their children are very important to them. Their families are very important to them. And we're an extended family now. We're not the nuclear family anymore, mom and dad or the grandparents. We're the extended family. And they can just about, they're so busy with their lives and their children and everything that they're getting done. They can just about think about their schedule. It's crazy. We have to be put on a schedule. Okay. Um, we got Passover coming up this Friday. Okay. Uh, can we put them down? Are we going to go to Passover at their house? I don't know. Okay. So she has dance. They have baseball. He has practice, but that's Saturday. That's not Friday. All right. If we come on Friday, um, we're going to have to leave earlier because I got. Uh, she's got dance early in the morning. This is happening over here. And then I got to be over here. I'm going out of town next week. So I got to fit you in. Okay. So, all right. So can we move this around? I got... That's how it is today, okay? Now, is it supposed to be that way? Absolutely not. I think that's all bullcrap. Because life is going right past us and right past them. And then you look back and you turn around and you go, oh, my gosh, what did I miss? Well, you missed a whole bunch of stuff. You really did. Because you were too busy Figuring out your life rather than living just living it and trusting it. Trust. Trust Trusting your life. Trusting you're gonna be okay. Okay with change. It's gonna be it's gonna be fine that Unity online network is ending. It's gonna be fine for the rest of the hosts. They're gonna do great, all of them. Because their messages aren't going to stop. Maybe a method is changing. But there's nothing wrong with change. Change happens all the time. It's natural. So it is not change we fear. It's not loss we fear. It's whether we can handle it and if we're causing it and we're doing anything bad that we fear. That's what we fear doing something wrong, screwing up, feeling guilty. I caused this problem. I contributed to this problem. I, I made it lost. I, I don't deserve abundance. All of that. That's why we fear the other shoe dropping. That's why we are co- uncomfortable with changes. It's this going to be good? Why would you ask that question? Is this going to turn out good? If you believed that you landed on your feet every time something changed, why do you have to keep going to the place of is this going to work out? I, I've been on the phone with clients who have been divorced and out of relationship 23 years, 30 years. Oh, my gosh. Won't open the door again. Nope. And I told them I see love coming. Nope. Nope, I'm not doing that. Nope, I'm not doing that again. My first partner was completely abusive. I'm not doing that again. That, but, so, okay. That's what you expect. So there's evidence. There is evidence that there was hurt. There was hurt and harm. And now this person doesn't believe that he or she could. It was a she actually it was a female that could believe that she could get another husband or partner. That's going to treat her great. Well, but that's terrible belief. And meanwhile, she's on a spiritual path and a healer of others. Really heal yourself. Heal yourself. You came into this world to experience unconditional love. And because you had one bad experience, and I can understand a bad, one bad experience, especially how bad it is, you know, it was, you know, that you're going to have that again. So you see, the evidence makes you feel there's something wrong with you. Rather than, all right, It was what you manifested at that time. You can manifest something different. You attracted a bad partner in the beginning because you didn't think you were lovable. Work on that. Don't just accept it. Don't be afraid of change. Want change. Want growth. Work on it. Then you don't have to be afraid that the next one is going to be bad. Don't use evidence. First of all, evidence is only circumstantial for that particular event. It can't be replicated again unless you replicate the same circumstances. You understand that? People will go to lot La- that's why Las Vegas is so wealthy. People go to Las Vegas. Oh my gosh, I won10,000 dollars this last time I went. I can't wait to go again. Now, why? Why would they say, I can't wait to go again? Well, because the evidence they have is that the last time that they were there, they won $10,000. So the expectation now is that this circumstance is going to be the same as the last circumstance, and I'm going to win another $10,000. But this time they go, and guess what? They lose $15,000 rather than winning $10,000. So... It has nothing, evidence has only to do with that particular circumstance and not any other circumstances to come. You create each individual event. You manifest each individual event. If you want to replicate the same circumstances, then that's going to take a lot of effort and work. Or just keep making the same choices. So love change, want change, go with change. a matter of fact, why don't you just throw the word out of your vocabulary and instill it with the word trust and faith, those words. I trust my life that no matter what is going to happen the next day, chances are it's not going to be the same as it is today. And I can't wait. I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to going to mindbodyspirit.fm with our podcast. Look for my new podcast, The Secret. I'm sorry, that's my book. The new podcast is going to be The Jenna Effect, and it's going to be basically around, again, still Stop Stopping Yourself, but more of The Secret That's Holding You Back. That's my new book on Amazon.com. You can pre-order it today. Please do some work, whether it's my book or another book that helps you to feel better about yourself. Just remember, you are your own growth and faith. Believing in yourself gives you the power to make all the changes and want all what you desire. Remember that. I love you all for listening. This is a goodbye from Vincent Jenna at Stop Stopping Yourself on Unity Online Radio. Keep listening to the rest of the day and the shows tomorrow, and we will see you in another place and another time in a greater place. So hang in there. All the best is yet to come. So go with it. We'll see you later. Bye-bye everybody. Love you all. It's been a great journey.
1: Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.